What's going on YouTube? It's your boy Cam ATL. Shout out to the DFS squad. Shout out to everybody watching this video right now. Drop a like down below because I already know you're going to love it. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And as you know, I do a $50 giveaway on my channel every single week. Make sure you comment anything down in the comment section other than fuck you, Cam, and Craig, you suck. We will be fine with anything <laughs> you want to say, all right? Comment anything in the comment section to enter your name into that giveaway. Like the video and make sure you're subscribed to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, go to greenlightdfs.com to join the squad for week two. Week one was amazing. Now, we are going to touch on every player, uh, all the key players to, to touch on this week. We're going to give you guys the value. We're going to give you guys the fire. We want to start this video off for week two, talking about injuries, because that's the number one main thing in fantasy. You've got to take advantage of injuries. Look what happened. Le'Veon wasn't injured, but he missed the game, and Connor went out there and looked like a Hall of Famer. Okay? So that's just how it is. You've got to take key advantages in your favor and play those guys. So with injuries uh, coming up, let's go ahead and get right into it. Craig, what do you have for injuries this week? What's going on, guys? Craig here. Let's get right into this. Uh, first and foremost, we got Greg Olson. Looks like he's going to miss quite a bit of time uh, for Carolina. That should affect our boy Cam. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, we're going to have to keep an eye on. Right now, it's day-to-day. -day, so that's a, that's a big one that we'll need to watch. Doug Baldwin's going to be out two to four weeks. Um, Marcus Mariota. Hey, hold on, Craig. He, Fuck you, Doug. Fuck you. I have you in my season long. You fucked me. Fuck you. Oh. Anyways, okay. Oh, well. and he's not hes not on the main slate. Yeah, so it doesn't even matter, but I, I had him in my season long league and he pissed me off. It's okay. All right. <sighs> okay. No problem. All right. And Marcus Mariota, uh, also day-to-day, -day, uh, he lost his tight end Delaney Walker for the year, so either way, Mariota's going to be shaky. Uh, Devontae Freeman should be ready, I hope. But if for some reason he misses, that's going to boost up our boy Tevin Coleman. Leonard Fournette uh, has a little hamstring issue. He's he's week to week. Um, if he misses, obviously that's going to bump our boy TJ Yeldon. Uh, we had some wide receivers go down and Marquise Goodwin. He's day to day with a quadriceps contusion. And Deshaun Jackson uh, has a concussion. Uh, also, Jeremy Hill is out for the year with a torn ACL, so that kind of clears up a little bit of that New England running back situation with uh, Burkhead and James White. Awesome, man. Thank you very much for that. That's the, Like I said, guys, that's the most important thing. I hope you took notes. If you didn't, scroll back and make sure you are aware of all those injuries you just mentioned because they're big deals. Um, in the season-long league, you should have already hit the hit up the waiver and made some some moves. But all right, guys. So you guys are here for week two DFS DraftKings slash fan guys we like on DraftKings will like in FanDuel most of the time as well. Um, so if we like them, you can use them in FanDuel as well. We're, but we're we're basing it off of DraftKings. All right. So let's go ahead and start off at quarterback. Um, top quarterback on the slate. Top price quarterback on the slate is Drew Brees for good reason. Had a huge game um, this last game against Tampa Bay. I mean, he threw for 439 yards and three touchdowns. So the main reason that happened is because Tampa Bay actually ended up getting up big. And New Orleans had to catch up, which is a game script I did not expect in that game. Um, so in this game against Cleveland, I do have faith in the Cleveland offense. I do like Tyrod. 
Um, I like some flashes that they showed against Pittsburgh. Um, I think that this game could end up staying fairly close. Vegas has it at an 8.5 difference um, with New Orleans as the favorites. So I definitely still am on Breeze, though, at 72 if you have the money pay up for Breeze. Um, who are you liking at quarterback um, uh, when it comes to the top price guys, Craig? If if I had the money, I really do agree with you on Drew Brees. You know my my favorite saying: he's at home in his dome. Right. And when Drew Brees is at home in his dome, he is a locked in cash game quarterback. Especially whenever he's up against a team that should be able to put up some points. And we all saw what Fitz Magic did to them last week. Maybe right. the he New Orleans him. defense isn't as strong <laughs> as everybody was projecting them to be. Yeah, he went he went absolutely crazy. So yeah, Tyrod's definitely in play. Speaking of at home in your dome, it's not a dome, but Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh family have absolutely dominated when they're at home. I love pairing Roethlisberger and, and Antonio Brown this week. Um, there's good value at running back. There's good some good value at wide receiver. We're going to touch on all those guys, don't worry. But um, Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown's looking like a great play for me. I think this Kansas City-Pittsburgh game stays close. I think it ends up being high scoring. I love Mahomes. I love what Tyreek Hill is doing. Um, I love the Kansas City offense. I love Pittsburgh's offense, and I'm not scared of either defense. So I think Ben is a beast at home. I think he's going to be a great play here. Um, he said he's fine. He had a little. He, he was a little nicked up with his elbow, but he looks fine, and he's at home. So I love Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, who else are you liking, Craig? Ne- next guys that you're looking at. All right, uh, gonna skip down again just to stay in these two games. Uh, so you mentioned Drew Brees and Roethlisberger. And both of these games are the highest totals of the week. We got the New Orleans game at a 50, and we got the Pitt game at a 53. I also like the other side of the ball on both of these games. So I like the quarterbacks. I like Tyrod Taylor um, going up against New Orleans in a dome. Uh, that defense let Fitzmagic do whatever he wanted to do last week. And then my boy Mahomes, you just mentioned, uh, battling back. Guys, a theme that I really love to take advantage of in NFL DFS is quarterbacks that can run that are going to be down in a high scoring shootout game. Both of these two hit my love and hall pass lists. Uh, Tyrod Taylor and Mahomes. I couldn't even decide between the two. They're both like co-captains of my hall pass list this week. Yeah. No, yeah, dude. I'm I'm totally with you guys. Definitely take advantage of Mahomes and Taylor. Mahomes is only 6'1", Taylor's only 5'9". We're liking the game script and the way it's looking for both those guys. So those are definitely kind of the other guys we're liking. I'm going to touch on some other guys real quick. When it comes to favorite options at quarterback, I think me and Craig both agree. It's Breeze, Roethlisberger, Mahomes, Taylor as our favorite pretty much our top four guys we love um keep an eye out on how Roethlisberger I mean sorry Rodgers is looking if Rodgers plays I love Kirk Cousins at 6'4 um there's some there's some ifs here that's why I mentioned Mahomes Taylor Breeze and Roethlisberger because I love those guys and then the other guys that I love are ifs as of right now because we're not 100% sure on the other side of the ball how it is Deshaun Watson I love Deshaun Watson here for a bounce-back game against Tennessee. He did not look very good against New England. They did shut him down. I kind of thought that something was going to happen like that, definitely. I mean, against New England, though, you expected him to have to air it out a whole bunch. But I do expect Deshaun. I expected to take a little while for him to get his legs back under him after that injury. But in this game against Tennessee, it's a great matchup here, man. All right, Tannehill went for 15. 
Deshaun is better than Tannehill. He's got better targets than Tannehill. So I expect Watson to have a good game. Um, a few others I just want to mention. I think Stafford bounces back this week um, against San Francisco. I think Garoppolo also is a good option at 6K. And then last but not least, I want to talk about Case Keenum for Denver at 5'8". Had a great game against Seattle, threw for 329 yards and three touchdowns. He did throw for three interceptions, but that was still good for 25 DraftKings points. And against Oakland, another good game that could end up being a shootout. So I like that. Anybody else you want to touch on, Craig, before we move on to running back? I just wanted to touch on Keenum with you. Uh, no Khalil Mack in Oakland. Golly, he looks amazing. Uh I was like, what are they doing putting Rodgers back into that game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. But anyways, yeah, I love that Case Keenum call off 5,800. I think that's a great value. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, dude, Mac is a, <laughs> Mac is a beast. It's fun to watch. Do you have any love or want to run back that uh, Fitzmagic luck? Do I want to run the Fitzmagic love? Um, against Philly? Not really. Because Matt Ryan got held to nine, and I just like Matt Ryan's offense a lot more. Um, it looks like Philly's defense is going to be fairly solid. Um, yeah. Vegas doesn't have the total too great. It's very low. Um, yeah, I'm not too big on Fitzpatrick. In GPP, if you want to take a shot, then yeah, pair him up with Deshaun Jackson's looking like he's going through concussion protocol. We have to see what happens. Um, there's some other guys on that Tampa Bay offense to take advantage of. Definitely Mike Evans, obviously. He will be the only guy. I mean, there's obviously you got Humphreys and you got some other guys, but Matt, Mike Evans will be a great GPP play. I love Mike Evans here if Deshaun misses. Um, so keep an eye on that. But yeah, that's what I have to say about that one. Dar- Darnold might be a nice little uh, QB GPP flyer as well. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm with you on Darnold too. Yeah, that was. Good. I'm glad you brought him up. Darnold definitely. He looked. He looked good, man. And his main. His main targets are Nunwa. I'm gonna get. Uh, we're gonna talk about him when it comes to the receiver. But let's go ahead and get right into running backs. All right. So top price at a crazy high price, but hey, it's warranted. The dude went absolutely nuts. Alvin Kamara at nine five. Um. So, let's say you're making Craig. Let's say you're making ten lineups. How many of those ten lineups have Kamara in them? All right. Well, last week I made 300 lineups and I had him in 50%. Uh, he was a lot better priced last week at 8,500, and I liked his matchup. I love his matchup again, but I can't go up to 50% at 9,500 this week, especially because I think we're going to have some good RB value fill-ins for injury. So, Camara, right. I still want a good, healthy amount, and I would probably go about 30%. Is what I'm thinking. I think I agree with you. I think there's, I mean, like you said, he is high priced, but like we also said, there's good value on this slate. And we haven't exactly gotten a lot of the value yet, but we will. Um, and you guys will understand here shortly. But Alvin Kamara, with some of the value, I'm fine with pairing like Kamara with some of these value guys. I mean, there's like three value guys that I really like with their situations who are going to be benefiting off injury or whatever. And they're going to be heavily targeted. So it's guys that like, you know, it's guys that will definitely be great pairings with Kamara. And if you can afford them, always do it, okay? If you can afford Alvin Kamara, with DraftKings being PPR, do it, okay? Right. Don't overthink it. He's he's a He's got a high floor. And he was the captain of my hall pass list last week. I, yeah. I really wanted to keep him in it, um, but I just couldn't do it at that price. On FanDuel, though, if we were going to have a FanDuel show – 
he makes my FanDuel hall pass. He's a little bit better price over there on FanDuel. And uh, the budget constraints on FanDuel is a little bit more relaxed than they are on DK. I think Kamara, even though FanDuel is not full PPR, is still a nice play and almost a lock for me over there. Look, I do want to throw this out there. Um, I absolutely love Kamara. No, don't get me wrong. I love Kamara. Part of the reason Kamara did so well is because New Orleans dropped down big against Fitzmagic. Okay? Right. Fitzpatrick really put a whooping on him in the beginning, and they had to catch up. So there was a lot of targets Kamara's way. Kamara got 12 targets, 9 receptions, 112 receiving yards. Now, if they don't fall behind, that's not going to happen. Right. Okay? So expect a more kind of 25-ish performance if they don't get behind big. And it was one of those things where it's kind of beginning of the season weird weirdness. Okay? I did not expect Tampa Bay to get up big on New Orleans like that and be throwing the Camara. Either way, at the end of the day, either way, Camara is the only guy. Ingram's not there. So Alvin Camara is going to be running. I, I prefer Camara when he's going to be catching a lot of passes than having the juke and shake and actually get it on the ground. I like him more when he's catching passes. So I don't know, man. A thousand price hike. I love Camara. And like I said, if you have the money, you have to. Okay? If you have the money, you have to. But if you're struggling to get the money, my vision on this is that Cleveland does not put New Orleans behind enough for Kamara to be catching ten, nine passes again. Right. We're, we're not expecting a 46-point day. Definitely <laughs> not. I mean, it's a great right. matchup, but if you look at game script, it's just not going to – yeah. Okay. And, and really, yeah. if he gets 26 at 9,500, is that going to kill you? Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I'm with you. That's why he couldn't make the hall pass this week, but we love him. Right. Okay, next guy I want to talk about I absolutely love right up there with Kamara that I don't think as many people are going to be on, obviously, is Todd Gurley. Um, this situation is amazing for Gurley because Gurley is a guy who I do want him to be getting it on the ground. The difference between Gurley and Kamara is Gurley's just the better big running back between the tackles. I love Gurley between the tackles. I love the ball in his hands. Um you know, Kamara's more of the pass-catching guy. Gurley is in a great situation here. I think the Rams are going to smash Arizona and Sam Bradford. I think they're going to absolutely smash him and get up big, and I think it's going to be the Todd Gurley show. The only thing that worries me a little bit is the same type of situation that happened with Collins. I'm worried about the Rams getting up so much that they don't even play Gurley when it comes to the middle of the third quarter, you know? So... Right. I'm a little scared about that, but Gurley should be able to feast, especially if this stays close enough that Gurley does not get pulled. Gurley's going to feast at 92, and he could be the highest-scoring running back on this slate. Yeah, the Rams favored by 12.5 right now. Uh, I, I definitely see this game script working out in Gurley's favor. He definitely feels safe, and I, I love his upside as well. So, But still, it comes down to value with uh, that 9,200 price tag. Right. Okay, so now we got those two big, big guys out of the way. We got David Johnson here to just touch on real quick. I'm not loving the situation. I mean, he, he got nine targets, which I love. Okay, he got nine targets. Um, obviously, they're going to be down, going to be trying to throw a lot. I think Sam Bradford, as time goes on, is going to depend on David a lot as his safety valve, which is great. But I wanted more out of David Johnson. I wanted to see more out of him, and the Rams are a solid defense. Right. So it scares me a little bit. They are a solid defense, but like I said, the bright point for David Johnson is I do expect Bradford to have to air it out a lot and David Johnson to become his safety net. 
eventually. And it's, I mean, nine targets is still good. It's really good. So right. keep an eye on David Johnson. I'd, I'd reserve him for GPP this week, though. It, I agree completely. He's yeah. he's a GPP play with a game script that might favor his upside if if they get down and he catches a bunch of balls and breaks one. Right. Okay. Melvin Gordon, absolutely love him at 7-4 against Buffalo. Um, Buffalo's just a bad team in general. Um, I love Melvin Gordon, absolutely, and I do not think the Chargers are going to dominate. I mean, I think they're going to dominate, but I don't think they're going to get up enough to where it's the Collins-type situation where he gets pulled and he's not in anymore. That's I do worry about that, though, because Buffalo looked atrocious. What do you think, Greg? Yeah, I, I agree. Once again, I think he's going to have the favorable game script. Uh, the Chargers are favored by 7.5 right now. So Buffalo's going to come in with – they're done with the Peterman experiment. They're going to come in with the rookie Josh Allen. But I don't think that's going to make much of a difference. Uh, I still think Buffalo is is going to get beat. They're in my survivor pick. I'm going to pick against them every week basically on, on my FanDuel challenge. <laughs> so right. if you want to take that same approach with me, guys, uh, we'll all be there till the end. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the surefire way to succeed is to uh, pick on Buffalo. Yeah. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I think, bounces back in a huge way this week. Um, I love Atlanta's offense to get it going. I love Atlanta at home. And Atlanta is very, very bad at stopping pass-catching backs. They, it's not going to change this year. Last year was the same way. We loved picking on him with pass-catching running backs. Christian McCaffrey, I think, bounces back in a big way here. I mean, he got 14. He's, he got nine targets in the past game. Um, I think he gets more than that here against Atlanta. I love Christian McCaffrey at 7,000. Um, Leonard Fournette is banged up. Like, like we said, keep an eye on that. I think Fournette is Jacksonville's number one guy anyway. So I think even if Fournette is good going against New England, you know how Belichick is. He takes away that number one. Um, so I think they really try to take Fournette away and make Bortles throw. Um, so yeah, just keep, keep that in mind. James Conner, Hall of future Hall of Famer. Um, <laughs> six, seven, his price rose big time. Um, against Kansas City, is he still worth playing in your eyes at six seven, Craig? Yes, and he is the next man on my Hall Pass list, dude. He got thirty one attempts. All right, six yeah. targets. Pittsburgh is going with their game plan. They have a team built around Le'Veon Bell and passing to their running back and running the ball. They're not changing that game script. James Conner is talented, and Pittsburgh is utilizing him just like he was Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell not back. James Conner is still locked for me, and he's in my hall pass. I love this matchup against Kansas City. Yeah, and I think, you know what, I think um, a lot of people might be like, you know what, he's not going to do it two times in a row. He's not going to do great. Now, honestly, he's not going to get 38 points again. I'll be real. I don't see him getting 38 again. But yeah, because he's easily... getting 45. <laughs> <laughs> he could definitely hit value at 6-7. I'll keep that in mind. And like like we said, man, Pittsburgh's going with their game plan. I do love Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown's combination this week. Those are the two guys I really love because I think this game ends up being one of those games where Roethlisberger and Antonio go off. I think this is, with Connor having his huge game last week, I think this is Antonio's week. Um, but I still like James Conner. Don't get me wrong. I'm with Craig on that. Um, I do like him at six, seven. It's a little pricey, but I still like him. Okay. Let's go ahead and go through this real quick. Dalvin cook against green Bay. I like that situation as well. I mean, Dalvin didn't look amazing. He still, he got seven targets in the past game. 
I like that he got 14 against San Francisco. But if Aaron Rodgers isn't playing and Minnesota isn't having the, you know, if if Rodgers doesn't play, Minnesota's not going to have to. I prefer Dalvin Cook if he's getting targeted in the pass game. Okay, so I'm yeah. not really into him unless we get Aaron Rodgers in and they're having to catch up. His name and price just looks like absolute poop to me mm-hmm. with that brilliant star right above yeah, him. Yeah, poop. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> John, John Connor just makes him look like poop. Right. right? Okay. I, I, it's, it's like you standing. It's like you standing next to me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm with it. Um, I I want to just skip down to my guy, Adrian Peterson. Okay. He's in my high five this week at 5'5". Five, five. He needs to be played, man. The dude got 26 carries, okay? I, I don't love that Chris Thompson takes some of his passing targets, but it, I really don't care. 26 carries against the Colts, I will take it. Even if he gets 25, 20 to 25 carries against the Colts, he should get into the end zone once or twice. Adrian Peterson looked really good, too. Actually watching him run, he looked very, very good. I love Adrian Peterson here in this matchup against the Colts. Lock him in at 5-5. I want to disagree just just slightly. Um, I do – don't get me wrong. On DraftKings, his 5500 price tag is great, and I think he should be able to meet value. But I think his upside is limited just because of what you said with Chris Thompson. He was on the field like 43% of the time. Peterson was on 52. I realized that Peterson got a bunch of play while he was in, but they were up and destroying Arizona. Uh, if this game script doesn't go the same way, I could see this almost flip-flopping and Chris Thompson being the right play here. At 5,900, it's going to re- be really tough to decide between those two. I think Peterson probably has the safer floor, but Chris Thompson might be more of the GPP upside. Yeah, it, you def- you, we'll have you, to determine it. You definitely make a good point. I mean, the Colts' offense is looking like it's going to be a solid offense with Andrew Luck back. Um, so, yeah, if the game stays – I mean, if if – Washington's playing catch-up, it's not going to be a great situation for Peterson. But at the same time, they're at home in Washington, and it's 5-5, and the dude got 26 carries. I get they were up big, but I think they're really, after that week one, I think they're really going to make sure they get him the ball and get him to him heavy. If they start the game off just pounding it down their throats, no homo, then Peterson's going to get a touchdown on the first drive, and then he's just going to get it. It's just going to go up from there because they're already going to get up and then blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. If the Colts offense really shows up and this ends up being a real shootout back and forth or, or the Colts get up and Washington's having to throw, it will be a Chris Thompson game. Um, so so question for you. hate to bounce back to FanDuel. Uh-huh. FanDuel, James Conner, 7K. Adrian Peterson, 6'7". Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, Peterson's too much over there. Um, Once again, I, I, that's that's yeah. a shiny star and a and yeah. a, and yeah. a piece of poop. I love Adrian Peterson at five five on DK. I don't like the over thousand dollar price hike on Fanduel, but it's another reason to like Adrian Peterson though. The discrepancy among the sites. That's another thing you can look at. Look at just look. I mean, don't weigh too heavily on it. But I do kind of like the like. I, it makes me a little happy knowing that Peterson's over a thousand more expensive on Fanduel, because that shows yeah. Fanduel really loves the dude. And I love them too. All right. Anyways, let's go ahead and move on. Um, any okay? So Dion Lewis, I gotta mention. I love. I am a Dion Lewis lover. I have him in my fantasy season long league. Dion Lewis for Tennessee. I love this matchup here against Houston at five thousand. James White just went for fifteen point six. Dion Lewis is better than James White and does the same thing James White does. And Dion Lewis got more carries than Henry got. 
So expect Deion Lewis to have a great game here at 5,000. I absolutely love him. Deion Lewis got eight targets in that pass game. And like I said, I think Watson has a good game here in Tennessee. He has to throw to keep up. I think that is perfect for Deion Lewis. Yeah, and you you mentioned him, but I also like James White this week. Yeah. He got only five attempts, but he had nine targets last week. We all know how Jacksonville is good at shutting down opposing wide receivers. James White might be in line for an increased workload. I also like Rex Burkhead for the same reasons. I want to I wanna announce one last guy, and it's Austin Eckler for the Chargers. I think he's going to be slept on. Um, the dude is getting – he's going to kind of be like a woodhead. For this yep. Charger team, he's going to be that pass-catching guy that Philip Rivers loves those guys. Um, so I I would keep an eye on that. At 4-4, I like him in GPP because, like I said, I think he's going to be highly used by Rivers. I think it's going to get more and more as the year goes on because, like I said, you saw how Woodhead and Rivers were. I think Eckler is Rivers' Woodhead, and I think he's going <laughs> to just go up from here. I, I like Eckler's pass-catching ability. He got five targets, five receptions for 87 receiving yards. And a touchdown. I love Austin Eckler at 4-4. Any other guys you want to mention? Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. I wanted to see what your take was on the Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay running back battle, man. Uh, Man, it's a tough one, man. Uh, I I think Royce Freeman's the better overall running back, to be real with you, if I'm just going to have to pick one. Um, But it's too – in DFS, it's too close for me. They're splitting. Yeah. It's just I'm not down with playing a guy who's splitting carries. So right. I'm not interested in either. But, yeah, I think Royce should be the main guy. I like I like Philip Lindsay. He had 15 attempts and three targets. I think he's going to be kind of like the third down back. Uh, Royce Freeman is more like their power back. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of too early to tell, like you said. I think the they limit each other's upside. I mean, here's the deal, though. If they both get 15 – they're still hitting value at 4-4. That's fine. Right. I'll take right. it at 4-4 if they both get 50. Yeah. I've seen GPPs win with playing super contrarian and going like running back with Tevin Coleman and uh, Devontae Freeman. And also last year I, I saw the same thing with our boy Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. So may, maybe we'll have have a, like a double threat kind of situation right. here. But but for certain GPP constructions like we we mentioned that we were we mentioned we were on Keenum. So I could definitely see going pairing him with some Philip Lindsay if for some reason Oakland's able to keep that game competitive and and kind of make this game right. Uh, go higher than what Vegas is thinking it will. We've pretty much touched on all our running backs. I I agree with you. I say I, I those both those Denver running backs are good GPP guys because of their price. They're so cheap, and if both of them get 15 plus DraftKings points, or one of them goes off for 30 something this game out of nowhere, having them will be a beneficial in GPP. Um, so definitely get some exposure in GPP. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Craig on that. Now let's get to wide receiver. Um, because we were just talking about Denver, I just want to get this guy out of the way. Emmanuel Sanders looked great. Okay, 11 targets, 10 receptions for 135 yards. He looked like me out there catching the ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, Emmanuel Sanders looked great, but we were talking about Denver, so I just wanted to mention him anyways. Okay, yeah, now, love him. top of right receiver list at 8-8. I love Antonio Brown. I love the Roethlisberger-Antonio Brown combination this week. Um, I absolutely love it. I think this game script is perfect. Okay, perfect. They're at home. 
where Antonio and Roethlisberger really, really do work. Okay, I, I think Roethlisberger and Antonio have an amazing game here. Don't sleep on Juju Schuster either for Pittsburgh. I mean, he's he's a solid receiver as well. But yeah, I love Roethlisberger Antonio Brown connection. Who's your top spend up guy, Craig? At My top spend up guy. If if oh man, I kind of agree with you on Antonio Brown, but I love Michael Thomas. Yeah. Uh, at home in the dome with his boy Breeze thrown to him. I'm yeah. just really worried a, a little bit about the game script and and how the flow of this game is going to go if if we for some reason get another shootout type of game and cleveland can score on new orleans i think michael thomas has a chance to break the slate just like he damn near did last week so yep. i definitely love him but he's not as safe for the game script Right. No, I'm with you. I mean, Michael Tom. Look, Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown are the two top receivers on this slate. Um, I I like Julio, but both of these guys. Not only are they the top two receivers, they have the top best individual matchups against the corners who they would be facing majority of the time. Antonio Brown will be seeing Stephen Nelson majority of the time. Stephen Nelson is 96th in ranking at cornerback, which is awful. Okay, Antonio is going to burn him often. Okay, Michael Thomas is going to be facing Terrence Mitchell, who is 92nd. Both of these cornerbacks going against the top two receivers on this slate are garbage. I think you do need it one of them, if I'm going to be real with you. I think you need either Antonio or Michael Thomas in your lineup, at least one. Okay, you don't have to have both. They're expensive, but at least one of those two guys. The matchup is just too good. The totals are too high. It's just you got to have one of them, I've, I believe. Um, going down the list, Julio Jones against Carolina. I like him. At 8-4, though, I'd rather just spend uh, 200 more and get Michael Thomas, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I do. Like I said, I think this is a bounce back for uh, those guys in Houston. I think DeAndre bounces back in a big way against Malcolm Butler, who is ranked 90th in the league at corner. Another one of those juicy, juicy matchups. DeAndre Hopkins should take advantage of Malcolm pretty well. Tennessee allows 20, they're 23rd in the league at allowing touchdowns to receivers. They're 23rd in the league allowing 143 on average reception yards to receivers. Okay, they're just, they're struggling a lot to receivers. DeAndre Hopkins should feast here. And at 8,000, I do love him at that price, especially 400 less than Julio. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I love it. Um, yeah, never do what I'm about to do, guys, but yeah. I have recency bias with Hopkins. He yeah. was in my uh, he was in my Fitzpatrick and Deshaun Jackson line. Yeah. And completely killed my upside. Yeah. Last week. <laughs> don't don't let recency bias stop yeah. you from playing him. Don't no, be like me. Yeah. Uh, he play needs him. to be played. Definitely yeah, play. He had, he, he had a nice price drop yeah. too and, and he has a good match. And I mean one thing we didn't keep in mind, we didn't mention in the video last week. Belichick takes away the number one. Okay, we know that. He he, he didn't take Hopkins away completely because Hopkins still got targeted 11 times and got eight catches, but he didn't get in the end zone. Okay, this week against Tennessee, I think he gets those targets, he gets those catches, but he also adds an end zone. So I like DeAndre Hopkins a lot. Keenan Allen, I'm not interested in. It's against Buffalo. I think the game script's just not in his favor, to be honest no. with you. Um, Tyreek Hill, I love at 7-6 against Pittsburgh. Love Tyreek Hill. Mahomes and Tyreek duo would be great. We love Mahomes like we mentioned. 
Um, I'm just going to kind of roll through these guys a little quick. We're running behind a little bit. Mike Evans, especially if Deshaun Jackson is out, which I think he probably will be, seeing how his concussion is pretty bad, I heard. So Mike Evans is in a great spot here at 7-3. I like him. Um, Adam Thielen has a tough matchup against Jair Alexander of Green Bay. Um, I'm not too interested in Thielen too much at 7-1. That's, that's a little pricey. I'd rather Stephon Diggs between the two um, against Tremont Williams. He's got the better cornerback he'll be facing, seeing most of the time. I like Stephon Diggs in that matchup. Uh, some cheap guys. Golden Tate got peppered with targets. Hopefully Detroit can get it turned around if they can. I love Golden Tate. Juju Schuster. Um, like I said, I love Roethlisberger. I like these receivers for Pittsburgh. At 6-4, though, he might be a little pricey. I love Jarvis Landry. At 6-3, I think the game script is perfect. I think Tyrod and Jarvis is an amazing cheap combination. Fire up your Jarvis Landry and Tyrod Taylor connections. Do you agree, Craig? Yeah, so Jarvis Landry is next on my hall pass list. I love the game script for him. Going against that maybe weak suspect New Orleans defense, um, playing catch up. I just love his spot and his situation at 6,300. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a damn near lock. I love the situation here because I love New Orleans to do very well. Now, he will see a lot of Patrick Robinson, who's ranked kind of middle of the field, middle of the field, but it doesn't matter. Jarvis is a beast. He got peppered with targets, dude. He got 15 targets. Jarvis yeah. is my guy at 6'3". I love him. Emmanuel Sanders, I think he keeps it going against Oakland. Love him. Um Let's talk about some real cheap guys, though. I want to give you guys some value. I think uh, I absolutely love, let me give it, he's one of my uh, high five guys, Quincy Anunwa at 4-7. You guys know I like to give you those cheaper guys in the high five at times. Quincy Anunwa got targeted 10 times and got a touchdown last week against Detroit. I love him here against Miami and Bobby McClain. Bobby McCain, sorry. It's a good matchup. I think this game stays close. I think it stays competitive. I think they're going to be throwing a lot. He is Darnold's favorite receiver, okay? He got 10 targets in this past game. I think he does great, and at 4-7, he is great, great value. Also, if Rodgers does play, which I would expect Aaron Rodgers to play, if Rodgers plays, I love Randall Cobb at 4-6. Okay, Cobb got 10 targets, 9 receptions, 142 yards, and a touchdown. Is Randall Cobb back with Jordy Nelson out of that offense? Is Randall Cobb legit, and is this for real, and is he back, Craig? Oh, yeah. I don't like the matchup against Minnesota, but I think he's definitely back if Rodgers here's, is Well, here's the playing. bright spot about that matchup. He, he runs out of the slot most of the time, and he's facing a bad corner in Mike Hughes in the slot. So this oh, okay. is a good, yeah. This yeah. is fine for Randall Cobb at four six. I I love him. Um, I like at four yeah. six same price tag. Yeah. I like Chris Godwin if Deshaun Jackson's out. I think he'll have an That's opportunity another, yeah. to step up opposite Mike Evans. That's another cheap guy. Yeah, I love Tampa that. Bay. Yeah. Um, D.D. Westbrook going against New England. Bad matchup against Patrick Chung, but at four five. He got six targets last week. We know Jacksonville is going to – and look, New England's going to shut Fournette down or at least attempt to. So that's going to leave some receivers open out there in the secondary. It's not a great matchup for Westbrook against Patrick Chung, who's ranked 31st, uh, 31st cornerback in the league when it comes to def- defense. But D.D. Westbrook is a great option at 4-5 because they're going to be throwing the catch up to New England because Tom Brady is still going to score. 
It doesn't matter what defense he faces. He's still going to score. He's still going to get up. And if they're stopping Fournette, they're going to have to throw. Um, That's going to turn to a lot of turnovers. I love the New England defense. But D.D. Westbrook at 4-5 is a good value guy. Um, Any other real cheap guys that you like, Craig? I'm just going to throw out some names Mm -hmm. since we're running short. Uh, I'm not giving up on Keelan Cole. I know he let us down last week, but he's still going to be their best wide receiver. He's in a matchup where he should be down against New England, and I think he's good. Ted Ginn is another guy with Meredith still out and uh, Galladay right there. The, those three in that price range, uh, I, I like all of their potential and their upsides. I like it. Yeah, no, for real. I'm, I'm glad you touched on those guys. Um, let's go ahead and get to tight end, man. That's about all the receivers we got. We're going to roll through tight end and then touch on um, defense and then be out. Okay, so at tight end, uh, on my hall pass list, the last member is Rob Gronkowski. Uh, I just, there's nothing I can say that you already don't know about Rob Gronkowski, right? He's the best tight end in our league for the last several years. Um, Jacksonville is really good at shutting down wide receivers, okay? I think Brady is going to connect with Gronkowski and connect with him often. He had eight targets for seven receptions, 123 yards, and a touchdown last week. I think I could see him doing the same. And the main reason I like Gronk, even though he's so high-priced, is because it's a barren wasteland in tight end right now. There are no great values. There's some good ones, but no great ones. I'm fighting you on this. Um, I I, I think 7,000, and I think you're on crack. Um, I know. here's Here's the deal. At tight end, there's some values that I love way too much to spend that much for Rob. Um, I was just about to mention these guys, Jared Cook, George Kittle, and Doyle. Those three guys are too good at that price range, under 4K, 4K and under, to spend 7K on Rob, to me, in my mind, against Jacksonville, who's still going to have, I mean, Barry Church is probably going to be the guy who tries to shadow him as much as possible. He's not amazing, but he's not bad, and and he's a big guy, so he might be able to hold Gronk a little bit in check but at 7,000 it's just too much to spend on Gronk where I think oh I hear you yeah yeah it's just what bothers me is I think this game kind of stays low scoring in general I think I think Tom scores I think it ends up being like a 21 to or like a 24 to 14 type game or something like that where it doesn't go super high doesn't get a whole bunch of you know it ends up being some James White mixed in and you got Dorsett over there who's going to be sprinkled in and but like you said Jacksonville is going to do good against the receivers leaving Gronk I would reserve Gronk for GPP 7k is too much for cash and and I'm I'm kind of leaning that way a little bit I (sighs) I love Jared Cook dude I love Jared Cook, too. I love Kittle. I love Doyle. I can't even argue. I, I do love that their prices, for sure, are much better values and, and have the potential to match him. If Gronk has off day, they have decent days. So that that's that's the potential. I mean, but Cook, Cook got 12 targets, okay, and didn't even get in the end zone. If he gets in the end zone, he got 30 DraftKings points against the Rams, a really good defense. Denver is has always struggled versus tight end. They have for years. They're bottom in the yeah. league versus tight ends. I think Jared Cook's going to feast. And at 3-6, he's pretty much a lock for me. I don't. There's not many other options on this slate I'm going with other than Cook, Kittle, or Doyle. And mainly between Kittle and Cook for me. Yeah, and I would go Cook 
almost all of my lines yeah. versus those. But I would sprinkle those other two in for sure. No, yeah. Get some Gronk in, guys. If you have the money, get Gronk in in GPP. He's got some crazy upside. We know what he has. But in cash, Kittle or Cook, okay? And get some safety elsewhere in those other positions. Um, yeah, I love the value at tight end. That is where we're going for tight end. Favorite defense. Uh, give me your top scoring defense, Craig. Who do you like the most? Oh, man, this is so tough. But I, I think I'm going to keep picking on Buffalo. Like I said with my pickums. I'm going to yeah. keep doing it with defenses. And so I'm going to stream whatever defense is playing against Buffalo until I see a reason not to. Yeah. I, I definitely think the Rams against Arizona could be good. But, man, Bradford did suck last week, but he, he's still a veteran. He could turn it around. They have David Johnson. They have some playmakers. Yeah, they have they Larry do. Fitzgerald. They, they scare me. They they don't feel as safe as, as Chargers, even though the Chargers defense is not nearly as strong right. as the Rams. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that pick. I, I definitely like picking on Buffalo. I'm going to go with the Patriots at 3K. Um, I love the Patriots against Jacksonville. Like I said, I think the Patriots zone in on Fournette, if Fournette even plays. If Fournette doesn't play, I like Patriots even more. Okay, because I'm not a huge Yeldon guy. Um, I never yeah. have been. Even when he starts, he just doesn't seem to show up. I love the Patriots' defense. I think they shut down the main target like they always do. I think they score a lot. I think they still score even though it's Jacksonville. I think they get up. Jacksonville has to force things to these young receivers, and I think it causes problems. I like the Patriots at 3K. Um, yeah, I like that saving. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, I like the Broncos against Oakland. And I, I, but I mainly like Cook, so I'm not going to really be playing that. I'd reserve Broncos for GPP. And I like the Saints against Cleveland. If this does end up being Saints up big and Cleveland making mistakes with Tyrod, they could yeah. get some interceptions. They could even get maybe a defensive touchdown. I don't love them. Like I said, I'm, I'm really reserved to Patriots. I think I'm going to play Patriots the most. Patriots, maybe sprinkling some Rams lightly. But, yeah, those are the two. I'm not really getting cute on defense this week. I don't love many of them. Now, don't forget Chargers. I mean, that's Yeah, no, Chargers. Yeah, no, yeah. Chargers is definitely a cash defense and Patriots. Chargers and Patriots. Sprinkle in some Rams. But those are the three yeah. guys. Don't try to get cute. Don't go extra. Please don't play Jaguars against New England. Don't try to play the Panthers versus Atlanta. None of that. I wouldn't try to do none of that. Maybe get cute in GPP. Try the Dolphins against Darnold. Maybe Darnold makes a ton of mistakes. Maybe the Dolphins can be a sleeper defense. Yeah, um, at, I like that At 3-1, yeah, GPP. But other than that, don't get cute, guys. And that's it, guys. Thank you for joining us as always. Uh, let me go ahead and give you my high five real quick. And Craig's going to read out his hall pass list. Um, I love Ben Roethlisberger, Adrian Peterson, Quincy Anunwa, Antonio Brown, and Jared Cook. That is my high five for this week. Those are the five guys I'll, I'll be trying to build around. Craig, who is your hall pass list? All right, my hall pass list. Depending on which QB you agree with me on, it's going to be Tyrod or Mahomes. All right, and then I'm going to go with their matching wide receivers. It's going to be Landry or Tyreek Hill. And then my boy James Conner is going to be my running back lock. And then I'm going with Gronk. Uh, you made some good points. I might second-guess my choice after building lineups more, but uh, I just love Gronk as a tight end. I think he's just far and away better than everybody else right now. No, I mean, if you end up having the money, why not? But if you don't have – I mean, I don't see how you could have the money because you got guys like If I go like save that money, that gets me Camara. Exactly. exactly. You why, save money, it gets you Camara. Go you got to. Right. But, right, yeah, no. exactly. I love that hall pass list. I'd probably leave my woman for them too. 
think we're on the same page. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for watching. As always, comment anything in the comment section to enter your name into the giveaway. As always, make sure you let us know if there's anything extra you guys want us to touch on in these videos. Let us know and we'll add it in. All right. Um, anything you guys need, you can hit me up on Twitter at cam underscore ATL. You can hit Craig up at Uncle Craig DFS. And that's it, guys. Thank you for watching. We're out. Peace.